Hello, everyone. Welcome to Narcissism Recovery Podcast. I am your host, Yitz Epstein. I am a narcissistic abuse life coach, and today I'll be talking about narcissism and mental illness. First, I'm going to define mental illness according to the American Psychiatric Association. Mental illness or mental illnesses are health conditions involving changes in emotion, thinking, or behavior, or a combination of these. Mental illnesses are associated with distress and or problems functioning in social work or family activities. I have a slightly different definition that I like to use. Um, It is similar, but I'm going to define mental illness as the ability, or I should say the inability to correctly assess a situation because of emotional dysregulation leading to behavioral breakdowns and mental dis-ease. So the reason I want to make that sort of slight uh, uh, adjustment to the definition is because I want to bring attention to the fact that the individual is has distorted uh, ability to assess a situation and see it for what it is. They're oftentimes seeing it from an emotionally reactive state, which leads to decisions that are dysfunctional, not healthy, and not aligned with the individual's best interests, or I should say best long-term interests. Now, the mind is extremely complex, so there's never usually one answer for all mental illness. Um, There are so many different things that come into play when it comes to mental illnesses. Oftentimes, people say it's genetic. Some people say that mental illnesses are uh, from abuse. Some say that mental illnesses are coping skills that have uh, that are not that are maladaptive. Now, I want to bring in some insight here from Maslow's hierarchy of needs. According to Maslow, there are five uh, on a sort of pyramid look on the top of the pyramid, there are five different uh, hierarchical or needs that are that work in a hierarchical uh, way. On the bottom there's physiological, so your food and your uh, and your sustenance, then there's safety. Love, belonging is next, esteem is next, and the top, the most important need we have as human beings is self-actualization. Now, without any of these individual uh, stages, or I should say needs being met, there's going to be a lack. There's going to be a certain uh, need to fill, and ultimately uh, what happens is, is that the individual who's missing that lack and cannot get the need met through healthy means will oftentimes revert to dysfunctional means, addictive means, manipulative means in order to fulfill those needs. An addiction, for example, is a desire to get love and belonging uh, most often, uh, and it's a need that's met by manufacturing an experience that feels uh, loving and belonging and, uh, and self-accepting. So the addict, for example, will be looking for that love, that acceptance that comes with the safety and love of of the drug or the uh, addiction. Without these needs met, the individual becomes sick. Now, they might become sick physically, um, oftentimes mentally, and it can be argued that anyone who is essentially mentally ill uh, could be really just be in a lack of their needs being met um, and trying to really cope and deal with the lack of those emotional, psychological, uh, and mental needs being met Uh, such as self-actualization, belonging, uh, self-esteem. I want to connect this to narcissistic abuse. Narcissistic abuse victims, but really narcissistic abusers themselves, are underdeveloped and therefore they resort to exploiting others to get their needs met. 
The most common need I would say with narcissistic abusers is the need for belonging and love. Now, because of their feelings of shame and humiliation and feeling less than from most usually their own abuse, rendering them, rendering them feeling unacceptable, they therefore look to others to manipulate, to exploit, to make themselves feel better, to fulfill that unmet need. Narcissistic, narcissistic abusers are looking to their victims for a supply, a narcissistic supply, to make up for that deficit. So whatever the esteem, physiological, psychological, emotional need that's, that's, that is unmet, the perpetrator will look for victims who can fulfill that need and then take it, essentially steal it, exploit them for it. This can happen for any need. They may be looking for safety and cling to a wealthy partner to exploit them for their for financial safety. Um, victims of abuse might become codependent. And while this isn't necessarily narcissistic, there is similarities in that they're looking for a relationship for that love and safety and connection and maybe lack of, a, or, or I should say, to, to resolve the abandonment feeling uh, through the relationships. In that way, they're looking to get their needs met through the relationship, even though the relationship is... Um, not not ultimately uh, fulfilling them in other ways, but at least they're able to soothe this one need. I want to offer some tips on how to deal with having unmet childhood needs because if you go into adulthood and into adult relationships trying to get your childhood needs met, it will there is a high chance that you will key in on somebody who is able to offer you that need, but ultimately might be emotionally unavailable or potentially abusive. And that's why it is important to meet your needs, your childhood needs, in adulthood through doing the inner child healing work in order to make sure that you don't look for abusers who will do what is called the repetition compulsion. The repetition compulsion is a compulsion to repeat your traumas in adulthood essentially to finally get to resolve that need and ultimately move on past that developmental stage. When this doesn't happen, we essentially are looking for adult relationships, which oftentimes become a repetition. They become abusive. And that's why it is important to heal your childhood wounds before you enter into a relationship. And this is done by self-reflecting, identifying wounds, identifying triggers, identifying behavioral patterns that were mostly coping mechanisms, identifying addictions, identifying core beliefs that stemmed from having your needs not met. For example, I can't get my needs met is a belief. And therefore, what we end up doing is we end up creating scenarios where we can't get our needs met, such as manipulative, emotionally unavailable, and potentially narcissistic abusers who may even promise and exploit and pry and kind of key in on the unmet needs of, of, of the victim, really, and exploit them. And that's essentially what narcissistic abusers do. They see an unmet need, key in on it, promise to fulfill it, and ultimately never do, stringing victims along in the hopes that they can get that childhood need met. It's extremely important, like I said, to heal your childhood wounds. Healing your childhood wounds is not just for relationships. Even if you never want to be in a relationship again, healing your childhood wounds is extremely necessary. Because if you don't heal your childhood wounds, like I said, you are a victim. You are a, uh, a, a hostage of your past. You cannot move on into adulthood. You cannot be fulfilled. You cannot self-actualize. You cannot be fulfilled and truly happy. So even if you decide not to be in a relationship, even if you decide you're going to defend yourself from relationships because of the pain that you have been through, which is totally and entirely understandable, however, in order to really truly be content and satisfied and at peace within and have mental health, 
Otherwise, we will, there is, you know, developmental stages, the lack of that developmental stages, uh, the fulfillment of developmental stages creates dis-ease, mental dis-ease. So in order to create any form of peace and health and happiness and fulfillment within healing your childhood wounds, which will ultimately lead to health on all levels, the mind map therapy system in which I work with is designed to help you identify your childhood wounds resolve the conflicts of childhood that were not resolved in childhood and ultimately heal those wounds so that you can move on into adulthood and manifest your best life. Without doing so, unfortunately, these pull us back. They pull us back, they drag us down because you cannot move on into adulthood without closing the file with your abusers, with your past. And that is why healing, grieving, resolving conflicts and closing the emotional file is paramount for health, for mental health, and ultimately to avoid any exploitive relationships that promise to get your needs met. If you're struggling with this issue, if you have childhood wounds and you find yourself in great mental distress, understand that it is an indicator. It is a symptom showing you that there are wounds. You need to take a look at that and identify what those wounds are and heal them. I'd be happy to work with you. Please do reach out if you'd like to uh, find out about how the mind map therapy system could be a good fit for you. Please do reach out to 252-696-4852. I can be reached by email, yitz, that's Y-I-T-Z, at psychologicalhealingcenter.com. I offer a free 15-minute consultation, so if you are struggling, please reach out to me. I'd love to hear from you and identify how I can help you and if the mind map therapy system is a good fit. So thank you so much for listening to this podcast. It's an honor to bring you this information today. And until next time, all the best.